Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWRAP.com. Welcome to the fifth uh, podcast of the preseason. Uh, This week we're going to discuss our top fives in non-PPR and PPR settings at each of the uh, top four scoring areas, which are QB, running back, wide receiver and tight end. Um, I think I'll, I'll start out with my quarterbacks, and uh, I think we can just go back and forth. Yeah. Um, it, it might be easier that way. Yep. So I'm going to start off with my top five quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes first. Um, he was number one last year in our, the for, non-PPR format. Um, not that I don't, I, I don't believe PPR really has anything to do with it. Um, my second, and, and I think he'll still continue as long as Kelsey stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's important. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have, you know, he's, he's lost some weapons, but he always seems to find the guy that he needs to, whether yeah. it be a Jarek McKinnon, whether it be Kelsey, you know, he just, he seems to get it done. Um, MVS last year had a pretty good year. Yeah, you get Andy Reid running the show. You know, you're in pretty good, pretty good place for uh, some, uh, you know, making things work and scheming an offense. You know, right with, with top tier, you know, uh, kind of talent. Obviously, with Mahomes at the helm. Right, so. and and we talked about it uh, over the last couple of weeks with uh, San Fran. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it matter who's in at quarterback there? Probably not. No. So it just yeah. it, and it's it's the same type of thing with KC. Yep. It seems like if Mahomes is your quarterback, you're going to score a lot of points every week. Yeah. Um, next, I have Josh Allen, um, and and really these top three are fairly interchangeable. Yeah. Um, in that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not. First off, I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts quite yet. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts uh, is a is a good quarterback. Um, provides a different type of offensive look than um, Mahomes does or a Burrow does or a Justin Herbert does, Um, bringing the running in. He's he's obviously not a run-first quarterback, um, nor is Josh Allen. So Josh Mm -hmm. Allen has has some tools to work with, and he scores a lot of touchdowns, runs for a lot of yards. So I like him, and I like Jalen Hurts in my third position. Yeah. Um, I think Jalen, you know, especially after the A.J. Brown trade last year, um, I mean, preseason, but Mm -hmm. uh, after that happened, he became way more relevant as a QB because he had an actual receiver to go to. And I think that will continue um, this year and and down the road as long as he stays healthy. Um, My fourth is uh, Joey Burrow. Um, I think that He's got just so many tools to work with. When you've got the receiving core that he does, yeah. Um, I wish I was a professional quarterback. <laughs> and my last one, um, even though again, I, I, I struggle to have a lot of faith in running quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. 
Um, I think with the guys that they've picked up um, on offense for him to throw the ball to, I think that he has a chance to be easily top five, if not top two. If he stays healthy, if he continues to run as electrically as he has before, I see him being a top two or three uh, QB. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, my top five QBs, and you know, and I'm covering uh, based off of a PPR uh, scoring format. Um, you know, this is my top five, not really looking at any preset lists or any of the gurus or anything like that. I'm a guru now, so I'm calling it. Wait, you uh, are? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. are. You're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my number one, um, just he was my favorite last year because I had him. Um, my number one is going to be Jalen Hurts this year. Uh, Oz and I were talking a little bit before. I mean, his his rushing upside, you know, he doesn't do many designed um, QB runs in the middle of the field, whereas like a Lamar will, you know, a Lamar would. Um, but you know, he had, I think he had like 12 rushing touchdowns last season, uh, or 10 or 12 rushing touchdowns last season, which rushing touchdowns count for more. Um, you know, with the, uh, I'd say the fragility of the two running backs that they brought in, uh, with DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, those guys are, uh, you know, I think probably have deserved an injury-prone uh, designation. Oh yeah. Um, if Penny stays healthy, he's a monster. Anytime he's been fully healthy on the field, he's he's you know been really good. DeAndre Swift. I mean, they're both good running backs, but the 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 likelihood of both of them staying healthy the entire season is slim. Right. So I think they're going to have to lean on Jalen Hurts, especially once it gets down into the red zone. You know, you get down to the two, three, he's just going to punch it in. It's going to be just much easier. Yeah. Um, have, and, have either yeah. of those running backs actually played 12 games? I don't think so. I mean, that's, that's right. That's, yeah. and that's the tough thing and, and which makes, you know, makes him much more valuable. Yeah. And, uh, like Oz and I were talking, you know, the defense lost some pieces, uh, to free agency, whatever else, um, you know, in the off season. So, uh, you know, they, the thing with the Eagles, they were so dominant in the first half and then their defense was really good. All they had to do is run off the clock teams might push them a little bit more make them have to keep up scoring and stuff so you might actually get full games of Jalen Hurts instead of just two quarters um, and then the Eagles have one of the best O-lines as well so he stays pretty well protected and healthy back there so right uh, my number two is Mahomes you just can't deny him like we talked about it doesn't really matter who he's got out there between him Kelsey and Andy Reid running you know an offense it you know piece here piece there um, there's a little little bit of hype around uh, their rookie I think it's Rasheed Rice uh, coming in we know what MVS is he's a down the field guy you know big bomb touchdown here and there he's never been a volume kind of guy um, you know so I'm not super worried about him taking anything but um, you know Mahomes is just like I said you just can't deny that right. he is what he is and he's going to get his no matter who is in there so, yep Agreed. Uh, my number three I got Josh Allen um you know his his rushing upside as well. He's just such a big dude. Uh, plays break down, and he can just take off and gain. You know, you, you know, just yardage. It doesn't matter how much he's gonna get. Uh, he's gonna you know, and he puts his body on the line. So, uh, you know, get down in the red zone, whatever. Something breaks down, he could just sneak it in. Right. Um, you know, the digs. Uh, as long as that relationship is good, that connection was very fruitful. Is, is good or gets good. Is good, gets good, maintains good. Who knows? Returns to good. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that connection was very uh, fruitful for everybody last season. Um, you know, they got Gabe Davis, who I think was banged up a little bit here and there, but he's a very up and down, uh, big play kind of guy. You got James Cook in his second year, who's a very good pass catching back. Uh, they bring in Damian Harris to uh, help keep some of the rushing off of Josh Allen and trying to keep him healthy. So, right. I think they put some pieces around him this season to, uh, um, you know, or the development of said pieces that uh, should should help him. Uh, um, hopefully they can make that next step and make a, an even deeper run into playoffs. Uh, number four, I've got Lamar. Um, I mean, we know what he can do too when he's fully healthy and that offense is clicking. They brought in uh, uh, Monkin, the coach. Um, he's known for fast-paced, heavy passing offense, so maybe we'll see Lamar level up as a, as a passing quarterback. Uh, J.K. Dobbins sounds like he's... Uh, you know, maybe not 100%, but pretty close um, back with the team and practicing. And, uh, you know, when he's healthy, he's a great uh, running back as well. So, you know, might see some more option, you know, let Lamar read the defense. I don't think it it would be too crazy to think that at the end of the season, J.K. would have over 1,000 yards rushing, if not, you know, more. And it's possible that I think Lamar could end up with 1,000 as well. Uh, I mean, he's done it before, but, you know, so the rushing upside is huge. And Mark Andrews, obviously, is his main target. They brought in OBJ. They got Zay Flowers, who everybody loves, who could have a have a good breakout rookie season. So yep. um, I like Lamar there. Uh, and then five is Burrow. Same like we talked about. You got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, who's getting – little long in the tooth for the NFL but he's still a value you know probably probably the best third wide receiver in the league you know very well could be, um yeah. they brought in Irv Smith who hasn't really done much but he's an athletic guy as long as he stays healthy um they lose Samaj P. Ryan but you still got Joe Mixon there um who he figures to have a pretty big season because there's not a whole lot of competition in that backfield you know since he's a Super Bowl contender and they're gonna you know just say here you go joe <laughs> go right. get it for us yep. so there's uh there's my top five so, quarterback. so do you have any late round sleepers late round sleepers um off the top of your head well i mean you know with age and everything and what happened last year in green bay aaron Rodgers, you know he's kind of creeping up in the adp a little bit because just of the weapons that he has and obviously with the addition of delvin cook uh, the thing is that offensive line is not the greatest in, right. in uh, New York. Um, their defense should be pretty solid, um, but you know he's just he's got the Garrett Wilson and all those. You know Garrett Wilson's so good. He's got a lot of weapons there. Um, you know honorable <laughs> mention for the top five like we were talking. It's really hard to not you know look at uh, Justin Fields just because of what he did last season with True. the rushing and everything. True. And, they and, got and it seemed DJ to change. Yeah. yeah, and it seemed to change partway through the season. Yeah, um, when they when they when it went off in the, I don't know if it went off in the coach's head to say you know what he's an electric uh, runner mm-hmm. and and can build off of that. I mean, how many big games did Cole Komet have? Yeah, if it was a little later, he had like back to back or right. back to back to back, like two touchdown games. Right. Not a lot of yardage, but the right. touchdowns right. were there. But yeah. he's right, and he and like like I said last year, when when Fields gets out there mm-hmm. and on the edge, and that linebacker or the safety or whoever it is has to make that decision between do I stop him, Fields, mm-hmm. or do I stay on Komet? Yeah, and 
it opens up a lot of stuff. So I, you know, I, I think Komet is a in that revamped offense. I yep. want to say that they where they figured it out. I I like what they they were doing. Yep. Um, I want to say that mine is probably Geno Smith. Yeah, he's a solid option later in the in, in your draft if you don't get one of these top guys and you right. kind of quote unquote punt the position. That's I mean, a, I mean, you, and and in a sixteen teamer like I'm in. Uh, well, the one I've been in for a long time, it's, it's you know, if, if he's sitting there as the 15th or 16th QB, mm-hmm. you've won. Yeah. I mean, I, I see him, you know, he still has, like we said uh, a week or two ago, he still has Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah. And now he's got uh, Smith and Jigba. Yep. And, I mean, with two decent running backs also, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I think he's a... Uh, yeah, I think a good sleeper. Yeah, Gino, I think he was the most accurate quarterback last season in the league. Yep. So, I mean, you know, a couple years in or a lot of years in on that career for Gino and he finally has a breakout season, but yeah, I agree it's hard to to see him not um potentially creeping up into the top 7. Right. And so. and that's where, you know, I have I have him ranked um on the 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 thing that I use, he's down at like twelve. Yeah. So easily he could be, you know, top seven, mm-hmm. six or seven, and you know, based on based on last year and based on them looking like, you know, here's another yeah. uh, receiver to throw to. I, I just I like him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so we'll go to running backs and mine in a non PPR. Are obviously CMC, um, one of the most unbelievable. Is you know I, I look at guys that can do everything, and he can do everything. Um, whether it's run around from playing wide receiver to catching the ball out of the backfield to running and finding the holes to scoring touchdowns. He, as long as he stays healthy, yep. which he did last year. Mm-hmm. And I had said, you know, I wouldn't have drafted him last year, yet I traded for him in, <laughs> in two of my leagues. You didn't draft him, though. That's, I didn't that's draft him. That's what counts. Well, no, because I was <laughs> I was afraid of him always being injured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you get that, that moniker, guess what? It tends to stick with oh, you yeah. until you prove us wrong. Yep. And having a full season where he was not injured and put up the numbers that he did i have renewed faith in him yeah um my second is austin ackler and 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 again you know it's my top five are almost interchangeable um Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you're not getting additional points for ppr Mm-hmm. So guys like Chubb and Henry become much more relevant than guys like McCaffrey and Eckler compared to PPR leagues. Oh yeah, for sure. So I've got Eckler second, and I you know he he just continues. And I think I think uh, isn't isn't this his the end of his contract? Um, I'm Wasn't not 100% that he was complaining sure. about. I thought he one of the. Well, I think they was, all were complaining about the all the money situation, right. but I think. I think he's yeah. he's at the end of his his contract. Mm-hmm. So you know, in a contract year, guys seem to play well. Oh yeah, um, and, and rightly so. I mean, you know, you you have to sell your your yep. goods again. Yep. Um, next up, I have Nick Chubb, 
um, like you had mentioned, you know, there's there's much like um, Mixon, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's no one there really to take anything away from him. Yeah, um, I you know Kareem Hunt is is gone, so you really have the opportunity. Yeah, to continue to do what you were doing most of last year. Yep. Um, I'm I'm going out on a limb, and I know that there are probably people who say great choice and people who would say way too early for him, but I'm going B. John Robinson. We've seen what other backs, Algier, um, Cordero. Cordero, have done in the past couple of years in Atlanta running the ball. Yep. And I think that Bijan being a better running back than either of those two and being a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, yeah. Definitely definitely a first-round pick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when running backs are taken, like he was pick eight in the actual NFL draft. Right. Um, you know, Which never happens. Yeah, it rookie running backs taking that high turn out to be very good in the NFL and very good for fantasy. Now, the argument is is exactly, I think, what you said is a plus as well or an argument for is that, well, you look what Algier and Cordero and even Caleb Huntley did, um, you know, last year and then Cordero the year before where he came out of nowhere and had a gigantic (laughs) season. Um, You know, they're all still there. Uh, I know Cordero's older, you know, I, I have a feeling he might even get kind of switched back out to that wide receiver role right, just right. because they do. Now they have Bijan, Algier, and Huntley still. Um, so I think Cordero will see a little bit more of a transition back out to the outside. Um, but yeah, Bijan, I mean, you know, coming into the draft, they're caught, they're saying he's the best running back prospect, uh, collegiate running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Um, I mean, we've all seen the clips on t- uh, X, sorry, not Twitter anymore, X, um, <laughs> you know, Twix. or ESPN, whatever. Twix. I mean, the guy's super talented. There's a reason that they took him there when they had other needs for that team. Right. Um, so. Not, not quarterback or anything. <laughs> yeah. Or. Pretty yeah, much yeah, anything else. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, so, you know, and that's the other downside, too, is obviously the quarterback play. Um, you know, if they can't pressure defenses down the field, you know, guys like that can, you know, it almost doesn't matter what the defense will do, but that's, like I said, that's another downside. That's why I have him outside of my top five. Yep. He's like six, seven, eight in that range. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree. He's just the, the talents there, the opportunities will be there, um, just – pure amount of, of uh you know rushes and it, targets and right, stuff. Right, right. And so, if yeah. and if, you know, it, it's no given yeah. that Algier isn't gonna get a bunch of carries too. Oh yeah. So it's it's hard to determine what that's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. But if he comes in he's blowing blowing everybody away, guess what? They're gonna feed the horse. Yeah. I mean it's not gonna be, oh, you know what, let's run this guy for a little while. <laughs> um, so my fifth one is the guy who carries the ball way too much, which is Derrick Henry. Um, but in a non-PPR league, guess what you want? You want a guy that carries the ball a lot. Yep. I don't foresee him having a whole lot of years left, um, but he's still a punishing, punishing runner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just I love what he brings. And uh, how many times do they play the Jags? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. that's 200 yards. Yep. So Each game. Each game. If they play them twice. Right. Do they so, play them twice? I don't are they in are the they, same division? I, I, I yeah, can't I even think of it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I think he's – and there are other good backs. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Pollard, you've got Barkley, you've got Jacobs, you've got Taylor. I, I like all of those backs, yeah. but I'm not sure that and, – and any of them, any of them could be a yeah. top five back. Yep. Um, you know, we just have to decide who we think ours are in a non-PPR and for you in a PPR yep. setup. Yeah, so – Flip into the PPR, there is a little bit more of a separation between those, uh, you know, tier one backs versus the tier two backs, which the tier two backs are still, like we just talked about, great, amazing running backs. But obviously PPR, CMC is just hands down. Um, depends. If you get the number one pick in your draft, you're either going probably Justin Jefferson or Christian McCaffrey. If you go McCaffrey and he stays healthy, you know, that's amazing. Uh you know, he's a year, like a year and a half or two years, year and a half now removed from that injury. Um, second year uh, coming up, this will be his second year in San Fran with Shanahan. He knows the entire playbook now, you know, you know, has it memorized everything. He knows what's going on. Um, he looked like he did week well, one. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he, he, I mean, he was a veteran when he got, you know, at that point in his career. You know, and so you go to a place with an offensive mind like Shanahan. It's right. going to be very easy. He's going right. to make it easy for you, and that roster is just ridiculous. I mean, there's th- that roster stacked. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so that's could be. You know, I guess if you wanted to switch CMC and then like our consensus number two running back as well, Eckler, for who could be the top running back. That's kind of the one argument or downside, I guess you could say about CMC is there's so many mouths to feed. There in San Fran, you know, you got Debo, you got uh, Ayuk, uh, George Kittle still, you got CMC, um, Elijah Mitchell when he's healthy gets a fair amount of carries and opportunities as well. But with those opportunities that he gets, he's just so dominant a lot of the time that it just almost doesn't matter. Agreed, agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, like I said, my number two, Eckler, obviously PPR, you know, you get all those, you know, he's probably going to get 80 plus receptions in a season I yep. mean, it just you know he gets so many targets it's ridiculous he got a fully healthy herbert uh, he got some improvements on the o-line in uh for the chargers uh you know they got quentin johnston uh rookie coming in but you know between him and mike williams those are two field stretchers whereas keenan allen and eckler can work the underneath um so i think it's going to be tough for defenses to choose where they want to um focus their coverage uh so it should be interesting and then Eckler's a really good just pure running back as well I mean the dude had uh he had a lot of touchdowns didn't he have like 18 touchdowns last season or something like that I think so um you know so he's a combined you mean yeah yeah Yeah. so I mean he's you know even if his if his uh opportunities goes down but he somehow maintains that level of touchdowns it's not going to matter right Uh, my number three is Saquon uh fully healthy this season um you know, Giants uh, brought in Darren Waller to help uh, Daniel Jones, um, and the Giants actually surprised a lot of people, and they were actually fairly good with the weapons that they had. I mean, Daniel Jones had some top five weeks as a quarterback. He did. Granted, he's, you know, deceptively athletic and 
you know, can rip 60-yard touchdown runs. But, um, you know, Saquon is exactly what we've seen, you know, good pass catching back, really good runner between the tackles or, you know, outside zones and stuff like that. So, um, And free know, agent after the Free agent is working for a contract. Yep. So uh, number four, I've got Nick Chubb. Um, he's the workhorse in Cleveland. I mean, he has been. Kareem's come, you know, has come in in the past and, and taken some of that work away, red zone work, which was really frustrating too. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they don't have that anymore. Uh, Kareem is gone, like we said, and the Browns have come out and said they want to get Nick Chubb involved in the passing game as well. So you take, I, you know, I've said it before, I think Nick Chubb, as a pure just hand the ball and go running back, I think he might be the best in the league. Uh, you know, he just... He's not a flashy guy. He doesn't. Talk, you don't see any clips from him in the media. Nothing like that. So everybody kind of almost forgets about him. Um, but wait, you, who are we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> um, so if uh, Mr. Nicholas Chubb gets a lot of, uh, or just even if he gets sixty targets this season, it's just going to boost his overall numbers. I think he's going to end up being being one of the top guys this season. So. Okay. Number four, I've got Josh Jacobs, just because he was number one last year. Uh, same thing. They've got four really, or five. At five. Oh, you said yeah. four. Oh, sorry. Um, at five, uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, I think he, uh, you know, did it last year. Same thing. If he hopefully he comes back um, and doesn't hold out for a week or two, because that would put that rank my projection in jeopardy i he's, think he's uh they i think they mentioned today that he's coming back okay good um you know again really no competition i mean zamir white didn't really he had some flashes amir abdullah is somehow still in the league i'm not worried about that uh you know you can call it a downgrade you know it is a downgrade going from Derek carr to jimmy garoppolo but you know they still got Devonte adams and you know I just think that there's going to be so many opportunities, and if the Raiders are going to let him walk after this season, I think they're just going to run him into the ground as much as they can, and then release him, and you know, at the end of the, not actually release him, but let him be a free agent and go. Hmm, well, yeah, we got what we needed, Adia. Yep. So, gotcha. So, any sleepers there that you have? Uh, sleeper running backs. Um, Jeez, ah, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Um, you know, I like we talked about with Josh Allen, I really like James Cook this year as well. Um, like I said, he's the number one there. They did bring in Damian Harris, but James Cook is such a good pass-catching running back too that I think he could surprise. Um, another one that's been actually climbing ADP is Khalil Herbert from the Bears. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we saw a really nice... Uh, uh, screen pass or yeah i think it was a screen pass that he housed i mean the dude's uh you know super fast talented good hands good runner um you yeah know, I'm they're gonna have to make a choice if they're gonna stop justin fields or right. running back so, right and i and i uh, wonder you know uh you know i wonder if the you know adp wise herbert is quite a ways down yeah and i'm wondering how much of that is because Fields runs so much and ran so much in the second half. Well, I think it's that, and then ha- you know them having David Montgomery for I think basically every year that Khalil Herbert's been in the in the league too, as Montgomery being the one A. But he's not there. I so know. Why, I'm saying so I just think so... there's some of that people just don't really know 
what he is yet, you know. And I think he had he I think he had an injury like two years ago or something like that. So, like he just hasn't gotten that much exposure exposure as the true number one. Right. Um. So you know, like I said, I think uh, I think he's gonna have. I think he he could surprise as well. Okay. Um. And I'm going to go with Brees Hall. Um. Uh, you know, it's it it it's Cooks job at the beginning, yep. but I don't think they hold back on Brees Hall. I think he has to be able to, to play. He has to be allowed to come back and, and show if he's re- because, you know, they're all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one could make, you, make the argument, well, he'll be there in the future to win other things for them. I still think he, well, you know, I, I, I love Delvin Cook. I mean, yeah. Delvin Cook is a great running back, mm-hmm. but I just think Brees Hall has so many skills that, and an elusiveness that, you know, maybe they play both of them, um, you know, off and on, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the Packers do with yeah. with uh, their two running backs, and and other teams do it also, um, and but I I still see him, you know, he has he has break breakaway speed, and mm-hmm. as long as the injury doesn't cost him some of that speed i think he's he's going to be an interesting to watch this year yeah i think he'll be definitely over the back half of the season uh coming on strong right kind of what he did last season too up until the injury so right i mean it's it's tough and that's that's the thing it's tough to draft him unless you've got like in in a 16 team two running back league it's tough to take him as your number two back yeah because you may not see much of him for the first three to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, yes, if if you could get him as your third back and sure stash him. Crazy, but yeah. <laughs> right, stash him until you need him. Yep. And if he takes off, he's, you know, he's great. Yep. So let's move on to our wide receivers. And um, as few would probably dispute Justin Jefferson is the top of my list mm-hmm. um, until he proves me wrong I will continue to believe in him yeah. we had a conversation uh, before we got on the podcast as to do I think he's uh, the best wide receiver you know over the past several years yeah, he's put up good numbers for what is it? Two years, three years. Three years, I think now. Three years. Yeah. Um, I still think that as a wide receiver, a guy like Devonte Adams is a better receiver overall. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, and don't don't you know don't get off you know all, all <laughs> bothered about it because I don't even even have Devonte in my top five. What I'm yeah. saying is. You look at the things Devonte can and has done for the last ten years; it makes him a better player. Yeah, um, I've never seen anyone who can not show his hand while the pass is in the air until that ball drops literally a, a foot and a half from his body. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, being that. I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson won't do something like that in the future. Yeah. I'm just saying that all around, I look at a guy like Devontae, and and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I've got Jamar Chase. Uh, what's not to like there? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah, there's always competition there, but they throw the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that with a healthy Burrow, as long as he is healthy, um, Jamar Chase is definitely a a top-tier wide receiver. Um, Cooper Cup is my third. And we were talking a little before, you know, Cooper Cup can have a a year like last year where he got injured and, you know, lost the relevance. Mm-hmm. Or you can have a healthy quarterback, you know, if, if Stafford stays healthy, he could easily compete for number one. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you he said. gets so many targets. I mean, you know, yeah, just the, the, the sheer amount of targets is insane that Cooper Cup gets game in, game out when he's right. healthy. I mean, you know, yeah, like we talked about, he was outpacing Justin Jefferson by quite a bit up until the injury um you know so he was he was on track for a another monster season so it's you know it would be and i don't think the Rams can get any worse than they were (laughs) last year so no no they were they were bad (laughs) yeah um in fact brutally bad some Mm -hmm. of the season um my next one and and this this kind of runs along the same vein is if the quarterback stays healthy tyreek hill should have a big year yeah um and i i don't want to say cup is better than hill or hill is better than cup i think you could take either of those two as the second or third or fourth wide receiver off the board and you'll be happy um as as long as tua stays healthy if tua runs into any issues again then tyreek may not be as effective Mm -hmm. as he is with tua in there yeah and then my last one, I'm sure, you know, people will argue with me. Um, many people would like Stefan Diggs here. I am not sold on Stefan wanting to play in Buffalo. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, can't, I can't go with him. I have to go with A.J. Brown. And the reason I'm going with A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown was an absolute stud last year. Mm-hmm. And like you said... If their defense is worse and they have to score more points, AJ Brown should be on the receiving end of some of that. Yeah, for sure. And he was him and Jalen were so efficient too on a lot of their. Con- I mean, their connections were all you know big yardage connections, you right? Know? And that's kind of what AJ Brown has been his most of his career, even into Tennessee. Right. He was you know you'd have games. His stat line was three you know three of five for a buck 27 and a touchdown or two right you and know? and one of them was over 50 yards exactly. or so so yeah. you got the extra points if you play that yeah he's never been a, a huge like like a cooper cup where he's a huge you know cooper cup will get 18 targets in a game and get you that 100 yards you know but he makes up for you know, like i said you know Obviously, for you, it's non-PPR, but, right. you know, on my side for PPR, that's where Cooper Cup makes all that up. Abs- absolutely. A.J. Brown, like I said, just the, the pure efficiency, you know, that he has and the big play. And if you have a 40-yard touchdown multiplier, you know, or you get an extra two points per 40-plus, you know, yard-plus touchdown, right. you know, that, that helps boost that as well. Yep. So, so those um, are mine. Yeah, we agree one, two, and three, um, and four actually. So I've got Justin Jefferson. You know, um, he's just so good. Uh, I know they. You know, obviously they draft Jordan Addison. You got T.J. Hawkinson. Well, and and that can only help. Yeah. 
Justin Jefferson. Yep. I mean, if if those guys are relevant, guess what? Less pressure on Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. less less pressure on um, Kirk Cousins. Correct. And he could get, you know, it, it could be a bigger year. Yeah, it I'm, could be. I'm not be. saying, you right. know. Yeah, it, that combined with how bad Minnesota's defense is going to be this season, yep. they are going to have to, I think they're going to have to really play in a lot of these games, unlike how we saw the Eagles last year where it was first-half dominance and then run the clock out. The, right. the, the Vikings are going to be in some tight games, which it seems to be like they always are anyways, year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be even um, even more on the offense than it has been in previous years to go out and close out and win a game. So, you know, Justin Jefferson should... You know, in the rankings, rightfully so, be the number one receiver. Um, you know, number two, Jamar Chase. Like we said, what's not like to, not to like in Cincy? Uh, he kind of reminds him and AJ Brown to me feel uh, somewhat similar in their games, where it seems like a lot of touchdowns for Jamar Chase are forty plus. You know, they're out there a ways. Yep. Um, but he also gets peppered with targets too. You know, uh, so he can, if he doesn't score a touchdown or a long one, can still get you. Um, you know, monster games with, you know, if he's got eight, nine, ten, you know, receptions in a game. So, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, like we said, that all, you know, kind of if Joey B can stay healthy right. and protected back there, you know, that that's kind of what it hinges on. Uh, Cooper Cup, like we talked about, same thing. He's just gets, you know, 18, 20 targets a game. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's the, uh, you know, piece on that offense. In, in full yeah. point PPR, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, you know, yeah, Cup, he's, I mean, he's getting up there, you know, age-wise, so is Stafford, but they're, they're, it's kind of like Mahomes and Kelsey, they just have a mind meld. Stafford knows where he's going to be, Cup can find a pocket if he needs to, and he's still such a good, crisp route runner that he's, he can still get wide open. Um, my number four is going to be Tyreek as well. Burner, you know, like we talked about, I don't know if there's been anybody really, I mean, there's a couple guys, but Tyreek for me seems to be at the top of the list of a guy that you could throw a, you know, five, seven <laughs> yard slant yep. or even a, you know, a screen, a and wide receiver and screen. It's to the house. And he's gone. You know, he's so explosive. And he can make the contested catches down the field, too. You know, if he's got a, a DB in his hip pocket, if they can keep up. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, he's, he, he's, he can tough, still he's a make, tough little guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, and like I said, any of these guys could be end up as the number one, you know, in the top five. So um, this is where Oz and I uh, disagree a little bit. Um, I've got uh, Stefan Diggs at my five. Um, last season, I think he was the number one receiver through a lot of weeks. Um, you know, he, in my opinion, doesn't have any, if I'd say a small amount of competition uh, for being the the main focal point of that offense like he was last year. Gabe Davis, to me, isn't that impressive. He's a, you know, down-the-field, big-pop kind of guy. Uh, you know, they drafted Kincaid, um, who I think he's going to be, you know, he's a field stretcher from the tight end position. Um, you know, he's going to get his, but he's a rookie tight end. They, you know, they do okay. They're never really, like, stellar. Um, you know, James Cook might take some targets away from Diggs, but, you know, uh, in my notes I said uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, 
you know, end of the season was not happy with his targets that he was getting in the last couple weeks. And me as a fantasy manager of Diggs last year, I also was not happy because <laughs> he kind of fell flat on his face through uh, playoffs there because Josh Allen, for some reason, just stopped looking his way. Um, so if they can remedy that relationship, I think the remedy is going to be a healthy amount of targets every single week. Maybe Josh didn't get anything for Halloween or Thanksgiving. Maybe. From Stefan. Yeah. And he was mad. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> so um, I'm going to say, you know, let's let's find a sleeper. And my sleeper is actually Jordan Addison. I like it. Um, uh, again, much like you said, I mean, I, I see Minnesota as the Detroit from last year. Detroit's defense at the beginning of the season was pitiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they were giving up 35, 40 points a game. Yeah. Uh, they were winning some of those games, but they had to score 40, 45 points. Yep. I think that the same thing is going to happen with Minnesota. They're going to be horrible on defense. They're going to have to put up the points. Mm-hmm. They do not have Delvin Cook anymore. And they're going to be looking. And, and if, let me tell you, if um, Justin Jefferson is covered, Jordan Addison becomes a very possible target. Yeah. Um, Hawkinson, yes, still still a, a potential top five tight end, mm-hmm. but I just like the way that you know Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins can sling the ball. Yeah. So I think that he Jordan Addison is going to see a lot of passes come yeah. his way. Yeah. My uh, quote unquote sleeper, um, he's being treated like one because of the the situation with the team um, is going to be Mike Evans. Uh, and yeah, I say Mike Evans, and some of you are going to go, what? You know, is he still I mean, playing? Yeah, he's still playing. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, he looks like he's going to have Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, but Mayfield— well, that's uh, a plus. Yeah, over 40,000-year-old Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> At least Tom Brady threw the ball. <laughs> well, Five yards. Yeah, I was going to say, Mayfield's not afraid to chuck it downfield. He no, doesn't right. care. Yep. <laughs> He'll do it. And if there's a receiver in the league still or, you know, in the last, you know— eight seasons to do that, Mike Evans is the guy to just chuck it and let him go up and get it. He's such a big guy, good hands, strong. As long as he stays healthy. True, yes, if he can stay healthy. So, I mean, Mike Evans is going, you know, uh, we had our, our draft uh, this uh, just a couple of days ago, and I got Evans, I think, in like the seventh round, sixth or seventh round. Nice. I mean, he's never had less than, a, he's you know, ne- never had less than 1,000 yards in every season he's played. Um, you know, still pretty young. There's, you know, obviously coming out of uh, Tampa Bay saying that he's in the best shape of his life, you know, like a lot of teams do that. But, you know, he's he's a committed guy. He wants to be one of the all-time greats, um, you know, and I think this year, and you look at his quarterback history, who's been his quarterback, it almost doesn't matter. He's right. still going to get his. Yep. He's just really good. So Mike Evans for me is a, is a, like I said, it's weird to say that Mike Evans is a sleeper this yeah, year, yeah. but for me, he's a sleeper this year. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that you know, just looking at the list of of receivers that are out there, it's it's mind blowing that you know, in the past, a bunch of these guys were your top in your top five. Yeah, and they're still quality receivers. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, we move on to tight end. Um, I think everyone can agree, whether it's PPR or not, uh, Travis Kelsey is the number one of course. tight end. Um, if you can get him in the first round, it, you know, I I think that even, even in a 16-team, two-running-back league, 
if I was picking around eight or nine or ten or after, mm-hmm. and Kelsey was still available, I would probably take him. Yeah, because you're getting a wide receiver one in your tight end slot, right? I and mean, and the the drop off is huge. Yeah. I mean, we've we've looked at this. I mean, last year it was a matter of several points, like four. Uh, or so points or six points mm-hmm. per week to drop down to the number 10 tight yeah. end or something. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how effective he can be. Um, my second one is Andrews, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Andrews. Um, I think that um, it's it's going to be nice to have OBJ in there Yeah. Um, because it's going to open. I mean, it at times it looked like um, they were forcing the ball to Andrews. And he was covered, and I think that OBJ should open that up a little bit more, along with Zay. Yeah, I mean Lamar didn't really have many, didn't have any other option at that point. He had Bateman, who's perennial. Seems like he's always hurt. Uh, you know, Devin Duvernay, who popped early pops, and then yeah, here and there and then fell early. off. You know, I mean, yeah, you got. Bateman hopefully healthy this season. You bring in Zay Flowers, which I think if you want to talk, you know, rookie sleeper over the back half of the yep. – honestly, he might even immediately be very productive as Zay Flowers. Could be. Um, I think OBJ's washed. He'll I think he'll be, you know, provide some, you know – he'll be okay, but I just – obviously he's not going to be OBJ that you remember. Oh, no, no, no. He's, but he commands some – I mean, yeah. people are going to cover him. Yeah. Um, unlike, you know, you used to think about the wide receivers in Baltimore and you, I mean, the last couple of years mm-hmm. and you'd say, who? Yeah. I mean, it, the, those guys, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, <laughs> but they're, they're in a sense, nobody's mm-hmm. when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, he has an opportunity to again, be, you know, and and he, like you said, he could be a top tight end. Yeah. Um, if Kelsey gets hurt, um, my third one is is Kittle, and I know you don't necessarily like Kittle here because he might be doing more blocking than receiving, but yeah. I think that he still is one of the top receiving tight ends in football. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, he's obviously it's George Kittle. Uh, talents there and everything, but you know injuries, uh, you know limit how many games he's going to play in a season because he is one of the top. You know, I mean the dude takes takes a beating every season, and yep. he likes it. He likes to get in there and mix it up oh, with yeah. some DNs yeah. and some tackles and stuff. I mean, you so. you you look back to um, uh, the Packers with um, Mercedes Lewis. No, no, no. Oh. Our receiver who loved it. Um, Thirteen. Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. Yeah. Um, loves, you know, that's, that's the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, you respect from your teammates when you are willing to go in and, and do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And Kittle is that guy for San Fran who, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to go mix it up with these big, big boys. Yeah. And I think we, Oz and I talked a little bit before, and I think there's just kind of the same with CMC, like I was talking about too. There's so many mouths to feed. I mean, Kittle will have his games. It'll be a George Kittle game. He'll go for a buck 30 and a touchdown. It's just, it's inevitable. Um, you know, I think there's just so many options, and Shanahan's so smart that he's not going to rely on just one guy outside of probably CMC. Um, Agreed. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I still love George Kittle, but for me, three is, is just, it, for me, it's just high. Okay. Um, 
you, that's your opinion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're uh, here for. We don't want to have right. the same opinion. Uh, on exactly. <laughs> uh, my fourth is T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, again, the the horrible defense, um, the potential expanded coverage on Justin Jefferson. Um, might I mean when he after he was traded he had some big big weeks a lot of and targets he had a too. lot of targets mm. that's what I was gonna say just yep. I mean they Kirk was looking at him a lot because people were cl- trying to clamp down on Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. so and that's why I thought that Addison might bring that additional um, talent uh, so that it opens it up for everybody. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but you're right. I mean, I have a feeling that they're going to lead the league possibly in scoring and in uh, points given up. Yeah. So, you know, whether or not they they win many of those games, I don't know. But, you know, they, they're going to have to move the ball, and Hawkinson will be one of the yeah. many that will be on the receiving end. Yep. Uh, my next one is Dallas Goddard. Um and the reason I go that way is I like Philadelphia's offense, mm-hmm. and if if their defense is worse, they are going to have to throw it more. Um, there were others that were ranked higher, mm-hmm. i.e. Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller. I don't think. I mean, I'm 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 not going to be sold on Kyle Pitts, even though I own him mm-hmm. in a dynasty league, until he starts really putting up numbers. So I like I like Goddard in that offense. I like his, you know, he he's he just seems to be steady. Yeah, yeah, gets it I done. I agree. Yep, totally agree. Um, so I, yeah, for mine first top two Kelsey and Andrews, same as Oz. You know, Kelsey just, you know, everybody's, you know, when when's the drop off coming? He's thirty two or however old he, he's gonna be thirty three this year, I think, by the time the season starts. Um I thought he know, was my age, but yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, but same thing. He's the number one read in that offense for Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, you just until it happens, I'm not gonna believe it's gonna happen. So he'll be one until he's probably you know, until the drop off does happen. Um I like a lot of people, um, I took him in our in our draft uh, on Saturday night in the back of the third round. Mark Andrews, I think he's you know same thing when he's when he's healthy. Lamar's healthy, peppered with targets, big red zone opportunity. You know, big red zone threat kind of guy scores touchdowns. Um, you know, if anybody if if we see a little dip in Travis Kelsey, if anybody's going to pressure um, Kelsey for that number one tight end spot, I think it's going to be Andrews. Um, you know, like I said, just big guy yeah Lamar loves him they kind of have a mind mesh like Mahomes and and Kelsey does so uh, that's why I got Andrews in my two um my number three is actually going to be Darren Waller um health is the key for Darren Waller if he can play most of the season I don't think he'll play the entire season um but if he can stay healthy for most of the season um all the reports out of uh, New York uh I mean even the the offensive coordinator that or Dable, sorry, um, said he had to take Darren Waller out when they were doing eleven on eleven because Daniel Jones would not stop throwing it to him. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, bodes well for Darren Waller. It does. Um, you know, uh, like I said too, it depends if uh, you know Daniel Jones. If in my opinion, is probably on kind of a, his seats getting warm uh, in New York. Um, if he can't 
clean it up a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously we know he's an athletic freak and he, you know, or unsuspecting athletic freak and can break long runs and, you know, plays well at times, uh, you know, things like that. Um, you know, the Giants seems like they have like 12 slot receivers on their roster. There's no like big outside receiver to uh, take away any of those targets from Darren Waller, um, you know, besides Saquon coming out of the backfield. So right. I think just the the sheer amount of targets Darren Waller is going to get this season. And like I said, if he stays healthy, um, can, can propel him up into that three spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number four is going to be Hawkinson as well. Uh, all the things we talked about, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins, it seemed like last season Hawkinson was uh, Cousins' second read in the offense. Um, I had the misfortune of uh, my opponent having Hawkinson in the, I think it was the semifinal, when he put up like the two touchdowns and 100-plus yards receiving on like 16 targets or whatever it was. Um, you know, so very good, you know, very good tight end, um, you know, was in Detroit before. Uh, obviously that was more kind of quarterback play than anything kind of holding him back in Detroit. But, you know, come in, same thing with Addison, trying to open up this uh, offense a little bit. And just the the pressure that their defense is going to put on them by not being able to stop anybody should necessitate a lot of usage out of Hawkinson. Right. Uh, and then my number five is actually uh, might be maybe a little surprising, maybe not for some people, is actually going to be Pat Fryermuth out of uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, so far this preseason, Kenny Pickett's looking pretty good. Uh, it looks like he's improved quite a bit. Um, and Fryermuth has had actually very great but quiet start to his um, career. Uh, big guy, big red zone guy, but he's also uh, very athletic in the open field, can make people miss. He's quick. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a reliable target for Kenny Pickett, um, who basically I would say that this is his rookie season almost um just because he was kind of thrown into the fire against a really you know behind a really bad offensive line last year um you know Najee Harris obviously had a really bad year last year because of that offensive line um they should be improved there George Pickens taking a step up uh Deontay Johnson's still there who's a very good receiver um you know so as long as Pickens can or not Pickens pick it can take a uh, step forward here and that Steelers team can kind of um, regroup and get back to what they are. Uh, I think Fryermuth is going, I think he's going to be a very good bargain in the draft and like, cause I think he's going anywhere from uh, seven to like nine, uh, seven, eight, nine rounds um, uh, in your fantasy draft. So I think his value for what he could end up being this season is very, very good. Yep. I agree. Um, so I, my sleeper, is Dalton Kincaid um, coming in at around the 12th or 13th um, overall tight end. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that even though he's a rookie, I think he's going to get a lot of looks from Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. I think he... You know, he could he could be very relevant if and again, you know, this is if you aren't getting one of the top ones. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, in my mind, if you aren't getting the top one, Kelsey, in the first round um, or slightly after, then I'm not even taking a tight end until probably round seven, eight, nine, ten. Just because, you know, to me, that that grouping, it, it you never know. I mean, you never know once you get past one and possibly two, you know, there are people that are going to waste a a second on on Hawkinson or they're going to waste a second on Kittle. Mm 
And I just sit there and I think to myself, well, you're wasting a, a second on Kittle. I'm taking my second running back. Yeah. In a 16 teamer. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the eighth or ninth, when I've had, when I've got three starting running backs, two or three decent um, wide receivers, and, you know, someone like a Geno Smith yeah. in the seventh, eighth round, ninth round, and I come back and I take um, Kincaid in the eighth or ninth round. Yeah. I, I think I'm better off with that setup uh, unless, like I said, unless I can get Kelsey in the first. Yeah, that that allows you to get um, quality depth at, I'd say, more important positions than tight end. Right. Um, you know, because tight end, like you said, either you stream or, or you get, you know, Kelsey or like like I love Mark Andrews, so right. I'm fine right. with Andrews yep. in the third. Um, you know, so one of those two guys... Yeah, or, and I'm, all I'm saying is yeah. don't push, yep. don't don't try and jump ahead of people in that second round to try and get Andrews yep. when Andrews should fall to yep. the third. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, it allows you to get a lot more balance on those positions that are um, that produce more points on a, on an average week, mm-hmm. unless, like we said, you get those top two guys. Um, right. You know, yeah, I, I like Kincaid too. Um, you know, like you said, he'll slot in as probably the third Third, tied third fourth option with James Cook on that uh, that mm-hmm. offense, which should be pretty good again this season. Right. Um, you know, I I think kind of seems like a consensus uh, kind of favorite uh, flyer sleeper um, is uh, Greg Dulcich uh, from Denver. Love uh, him. They you would hope not, but there's it's almost zero percent chance they're as bad as they were last season. Um, you got Sean Payton coming in. I mean, guy knows how to run a team, you know, uh, you know, I mean, and Russell Wilson remains to be seen. I don't, I really don't think he's done, but there's no way he can be that bad again last season. (laughs) I mean, he had had rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett coming in and just crap in the bed. Um, you know, but Russell should improve that, that they got Javante Williams coming back. He should be ready week one. I mean, the offense as a whole should improve. Granted, they, lost Tim Patrick with the Achilles and then they had a released KJ Hamler I think earlier that day um that that happened so now you've got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton right um and then you know Greg Dulcich could be the third he was probably going to be the third and, option and I, in that offense right I actually played him a few weeks last year and yeah. he helped me win some games yeah I don't he didn't even get I don't even think he got drafted in our draft on Saturday you know he's a That's free surprising. agent sitting right there yeah right now so um you know guys like that are are you know, like I said, if you're gonna just, I'm not gonna pay for Travis Kelsey. Uh, Mark Andrews is too pricey for me. Um, you know, I, right. I like Dallas Goddard in like the sixth is yep. kind of where he goes. I feel like that's a decent spot if you want to get somebody with some upside. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you punt, I mean, yeah, you can take. Like I said, you take Greg, Del- Greg Delsich in the last round if you wanted to in a lot of these drafts. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's all we've got for this week. Yep. Um, we will come up with a, an exciting new topic for next week. And then I think we're into the season, right? Yeah. It'll be the week of, uh, yeah. Labor Day and we will be, uh, like 17 days till kickoff. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, it's, it's right around the corner. So, yeah. um, we will be starting our regular um, segments and talking about the games that will be coming up mm-hmm. and um, still waiting to hear from you guys about uh, how we want to incorporate um, the loser, the biggest loser, 
or whatever um, into this season. If nobody comes up with anything, I'll, you know, maybe, like I had said, maybe we pick someone from <laughs> from our leagues that yep. uh, did something dumb and and we'll point that out so that everybody can laugh at them um, otherwise uh, this is Ozzy and this is Austin have a good one bye